This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to a special edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley. I'm delighted to say joining me to look ahead to the second major of 2023, the French Open from Roland Garros in Paris, is our senior ATP Tour tennis handicapper, a man in great form, Sean Calvert. Sean, the French Open is here. Wee oui, wee, oui, bonjour. Is that, is that the tickets. French you're going to? That's all you're going to take to Paris. Is that, that's that's going to get you by, is it, for the next sort of few days in Paris? Well, I tried to book a, a reservation in a restaurant, and I Google okay. translated everything and sent it through. And uh, they, they, I think the guy thinks I'm going to speak fluent French when I get there. But uh, can you record that? That would be brilliant. <laughs> that would be on the Instagram account. Check that out. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's the second it major. The French Open is here. Uh, Roland Garros. How's how's the old French Open? Uh, Treated you over the years? Is it a tournament you, is it you do well on, or is it something that you not one of your least favourites or one of your most favourites uh, majors of twenty of the year? It's not high on my list, to be honest. Um, most of the reason for that is that it it, it has a history of most favourites winning. I think only twenty two percent of of underdogs have won on average in the last ten years. So it's it's one where you've got to be a little bit careful on your bets because you know you, you can get excited, can't you? you look you get like 64 matches and you, you feel like you have to have a bet in like 30 of them and all of a sudden you're, you're down and stuff. So you got to be a bit selective on your bets. It's not, it's not my favorite betting tournament of the year, to be perfectly honest. No. When you say, I, I, I sort of mentioned this to you quite a lot when you talk about the traditional stats. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that this tournament has been very good with favors considering the dominance that's a man who's not going to be in it this year. Rafael Nadal has had over the last 10 years or so. So, you know, that, that really doesn't surprise me in terms of favourites because the favourites pretty much won it and he's, he's unplayable on the, on the surface over the years. This time around, it's a, it's a tournament about Rafa. So it's got a strange kind of feel to the outright market, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Nadal's won this at odds on several times, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Alcaraz is pretty short. We'll come on to that in a minute. But yeah, it's it's as far as the, the sort of trends are concerned, I mean, um, the only winner bigger than four to one in recent memory was was when Vavrinka won it. I think in twenty fifteen he was twenty five to one. Other than that, it's been mainly Nadal at very, very short prices. Occasionally Djokovic. It's it's certainly not been one that big prices have won. It used to be before in the years before Nadal, if you remember that back that far, if anyone listening can remember that back that far, there was all sorts of random winners, wasn't this, of the French Open. The players would just pop up and win it at, at mad prices. But Nadal kind of put an end to that, but now that he's gone, you know this this new era might um, we might see some bigger prices again. Well, we always thought. Well, I always thought when Nadal Federer goes, we might see the times of that again: shock results, big prices, competitive fields. But Carlos Alcaraz has really put 
ends that because he's now the dominant number one and he's coming in at a, a very very short price um before we look at the odds look at the market we've got, we're going to go on the market just have a look at the conditions in Roland Garros uh, over the next uh, week or so it's obviously yeah. one of the traditionally one of the slowest clay courts events um we've seen a lot of fast courts coming up we've seen some freaky results of the courts you know Daniel Medvedev obviously winning in Rome was a strange result um, do you think this is going to be, even though the weather is going to be really good uh, for the first week, do you think this could potentially play a lot quicker than it has to before? Or do you think it's going to be that normal, slow, gr- gritty, turdid kind of uh, court that we've seen over the years in Paris? It's, it's kind of a, a medium medium sort of paced, clay, an average sort of clay court, really. But obviously, it depends on the weather. If it's baking hot, it gets quicker. The less sun there is, the slower it gets. I mean, in terms of the the stats, it's... It averages 76% holds of serve and 69.2% first serve points won over the past decade, which puts it roughly the same as Rome. Now, I know Rome was potentially slightly slower this this time around because it did have a lot of rain. But if we're just assuming a, a fair week in Rome and a fair week in Paris, it, they're, they're roughly the same sort of speed. So it's it's those are the sort of conditions um, that, that Roland Garros normally produces. The weather forecast for the first week looks, looks glorious. It's going to be very sunny every single day. Yeah, it looks good, doesn't it? High so that, 70s, that, that would make it slightly quicker. You would think that you would think if if it's a lot of sun, it's difficult to say until you actually see. You know, because we saw in Rome, didn't we? That the forecast wasn't exactly accurate, was it? it? It predicted tons of rain, and in the end, there was there was some rain, but it wasn't it wasn't as much as they said. But if the sun comes out, then you would expect it to play quicker. And if it doesn't, then it should be, you know, medium, medium to slow, like it normally is. Let's have a look at the outright betting in the men's draw for the French Open 2023. Looks like I said, it looks very, very strange to hear the word French Open and no Rafa Nadal on the list at the top there. Uh, but the young Spaniard, number one seed and world number one, Carlos Alcaraz, heads the betting with Bet Rivers at plus 163. Novak Djokovic is the second favourite at plus 250. They're on a collision course to meet in the semi finals. Holger Runa uh, plus 750. Daniel Medvedev, the man who it's been the man in form, isn't he, in the in, in the in the spring. He's plus nine hundred after his win in Rome. Yannick Sinner eleven hundred. Casper Ruud, the beaten finalist last year, sixteen hundred. Stefanos Tsitsipas is the same price, uh, sixteen hundred. Alexander Zverev twenty eight hundred. Then we have a few of the outsiders: uh, Andre Rublev at five thousand. Felix Auger-Aliassime one thousand. Dominic Team the same price, and Francis Tiafoe leading the American charge at plus one thousand. Uh, the market is dominated by the top two: Alcaraz and Djokovic. I've seen a lot of people who are supposed tennis experts and people who are, who are, who are tipping up Alcaraz as, as a good thing here. He is the man to beat. There's no question about it. But plus one sixty three to me here. When he's got to get past Sitsapas in the quarterfinals and Novak Djokovic in the semifinals before and Massetti potentially in the last sixteen before he even gets to the final, he could win it. But if you're betting him at plus one sixty three, I think you're you're not doing it right. Yeah, I mean he's got the best stats, but not not by much. Um, we'll come on to the person that's got, got comparable stats in a minute. But if we just have a look at Nadal for for a minute, I've, I've crunched quite a few numbers here out of this show and um if you look at Nadal's career uh, on clay at main level his service points one return points one total was 114 um Alcaraz is, at the minute is on 109 you know it's Nadal's some way ahead you know that, Nadal was being priced at these sort of prices only and shorter to win but there was a justification for it Alcaraz isn't that far ahead of the rest of the field he's he's ahead and you would you would make him favorite but i just think it's too short you know, he's he's not won this tournament yet. Obviously, didn't 
didn't really produce last year, did he? Lost a, a disappointing one against Zverev. Um, I just that that is too short. He hasn't done enough yet in his career. He may go on to win this title numerous times. He probably will, but at the minute, that, that's that's too short on. on what he's actually achieved so far. Well, I'm going to throw a scenario here, which I think is, is a is a quite a possibility. Djokovic has what does appear to be a relatively easyish route through to the quarterfinals. You know, you know, we know he's not playing very well. Just for argument's sake, Djokovic gets to the quarterfinals and he's impressive and he's really, really impressive. And Alcaraz struggles in a couple of matches against Musetti and Sitsabas, which again is feasible. Mm. Uh, there is a chance that Djokovic could start favourite. In, a, in, a, in the semi-final here against Alcaraz if the public support goes with me. It's not given that Alcaraz starts favourite against uh, against Djokovic. So no. if that is the semi-final we, we have and the momentum and, and Alcaraz has come through some tough matches, sits past the round before, which could go long, Massetti the round before that, which is obviously was another tough challenge. It could be plus money, not far off the price of one. Not, not the, it might probably be plus, maybe plus 105, plus 110. But there is a, there is a chance that that could be a 50-50 semi-final. And given Djokovic's experience, given Djokovic, I think the public would bet Djokovic rather than Alcrest in a one-off game replacing the major. So that highlights again how bad that value is at plus 163, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you'll get a better price than him at, probably in running, I, sh- I should think, at some point. I mean, this is, this is a guy that's come in having lost an absolute shocker against Marijan mm. uh, in Rome. Marijan, incidentally, for those that don't know, failed to qualify um, for this French Open, having beaten Alcaraz. He's gone from beating Alcaraz to, to not qualifying for the for the French. So that's that's kind of where that result is. Um, whether that was Alcaraz not really fancying it and thinking, I've played a ton of tennis here, I'm feeling a bit tired. I'll, I'll you know, I'll let this one go and, and concentrate on the on, on Paris. That's that's possible. Um but you're right. I mean, it, it, it's just if if he's that price, what is he plus one sixty three? Yeah, to win to win the tournament outright. And like you said, if Djokovic suddenly shows form, which incidentally he hasn't shown much so far this clay swing, but we know that he's capable of producing at the right time. Um, yeah, you, you're right. It could be it could be a case where it's it's like a fifty fifty in the semi final. Yeah, and you're so you him at the start at, at, at plus one sixty three. It's it doesn't make any sense to me. It, I, I couldn't make a case for doing that. No, and I think Sitsapas will be a challenge as well. Um, Akras, to me, he could, he could win it, and he's obviously the, the number one seed for a reason. But uh, plus one sixty three, I still don't think plays his best surface. I'm not, I'm not so sure if that's his best surface. And also, this is the first time ever that really, really ever that he's under the real pressure to deliver. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's under he is. huge pressure to deliver, and you know he, he's gone around. He's gone on the radar. And I can see in his attitude now, and I can see some of the, the video clips where he's where he's not signing autographs. He's 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 a chirpy kid, but I, his body language is changing a little bit. And I and I think he could feel the pressure here as the number one seed. And I think a plus one. It's a lot for a young man. Now. He's only twenty. It's yeah. it's a lot for him to be. I mean, he, he's not in, he's not interested in the betting prices. He just he probably has no idea what price he is. But the pressure, yeah, you're right. It's it's yeah. it's it's a lot for for a kid, and and for for someone that's not even won the French Open yet to be priced that short coming off a, a bad loss it's yeah it's it's not my it's not my sort of bet normally the Carlos Alcaraz plus 163 he could win it he's the bookies favourite for a reason but that price given the draw given Djokovic in the semi-finals it's not for me Novak Djokovic is his likely semi-final opponent and he is the second favourite 
with Bet Rivers to win the French Open. He's plus 250. Uh, if you looked at his form coming into this tournament, you probably wouldn't bet him at plus 750, but he is plus 250. Um, again, Djokovic, no, you can't make a case for Djokovic at 250, but you could make a case if he started fast and we saw the, the Djokovic of uh, of old in, in the first couple of rounds. But uh, at pre-tournament plus 250, you just got to move on from that as well, haven't we? Yeah, he's just he's, he hasn't shown anything. I know he, I know he's capable of showing form from nowhere in a major. Yeah, we, we're used to seeing him doing that, but not necessarily on clay. He's not like he's a prolific winner of the French Open. Um, his stats this this season on clay are pretty mediocre. His, his service points weren't well, not mediocre, but mediocre for him. His service points won and return points won total at, uh, so far this season at main levels hundred and six. Uh, that's three points behind Alcaraz. That's also behind Medvedev. Behind Sitsipas is behind Rublev. Um, it's the same as Rude, uh, and I've also looked at the stats um, of the last ten matches played versus the current top twenty on clay, and Djokovic is only on one hundred and one on that. So he's not coming into this. He's, he's he hasn't got the numbers to make that price a viable bet. Plus, you know, he's not a young man anymore. You know, he's, he's suffering with a lot of injuries. He hasn't looked fit to me this this entire clay swing. It might be the case that he suddenly becomes fit during the French, during the French, and you will see an entirely different level of play from him that we've seen so far in the clay swing. That's possible, but you're kind of hoping a bit. But at that price, it's again, it's it's too short for me. My advice would be if you want to bet Novak Djokovic, watch the first couple of rounds and see if he's moving well, see if he's playing with that swagger of Novak Djokovic and winning games, convincing he should do, and then probably bet him in play on a rebase, or maybe even just leave him all the way through to that semi-final and I think if you fancy Djokovic maybe back him to beat Alcaraz in the match rather than take the, the risk at plus 250 because he could be an early casualty here um, he should he should be okay but you know his route through uh, to the quarterfinals yeah, it's looks relatively pretty kind doesn't it yeah it's been pretty kind um, one thing about the draw as we as we know you always get lopsided draws in tennis events the number, this one looks very very lopsided again the top half looks extremely tougher as you said we've got Djokovic Alcaraz Rublev uh, Sitsipas so the number what the, the two players that take up all the percentage in the betting book, Alcaraz and Djokovic, are in the top half. The bottom half certainly, certainly is the weaker section. Now, if you're looking for some value, I'm sure, sure, I'm sure Sean will echo my thoughts here. The value's got to be each way in the bottom half of the draw. Obviously, Bet Rivers are offering each way half the odds one two. So looking in the bottom half, and where we see the third favourite is considered the most likely person to come through that bottom half, and that's Holger Rune, who is plus 750 to win this tournament. Holger Rune obviously beats um, Djokovic uh, in, in Rome, got beaten by Kasper Rud in, uh, in, 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 sorry, he beat Kasper Rud, who did he beat? He got Medvedev, he got beat by Medvedev in the final. Yeah, finally. Yeah. And um, he, but I've bet him at 33 to 1 month, weeks ago, months ago, and I bet him at 25 to 1. I'm very happy with my bet. Don't get me wrong. I'm very, very happy with my bet. But I think the market's too strong in him now. I, I, I can't see how he could be the favourite to make the final of that bottom half of the draw. I think he's uh, far, far, far too low in the odds here at plus 750. Yeah, I agree with that. I think if I'd backed him at 33 to 1, I'd be reasonably pleased because, you know, his stats are, they're, you know, they're decent. You know, his form is decent. His stats are decent. But they're not they're not great stats. As I say, um, this, this season on clay, Service points one and return points one total is 105, which puts him behind Rude, behind Djokovic, behind Rublev, behind Sinner. Um, same as Cam Norrie. Um, you know, so that's 
that's not great. He doesn't, he, he, I'm not convinced about him physically either. He always seems to have little little problems, doesn't he, with his with his body. Um, and if you look at matches played, as I said, against the last the last ten matches played by each player on clay versus the current top twenty in the world, his his stats are not great. His, his service points one and return point, points one total is ninety eight, which is nowhere near the sort of numbers that you would expect from a what eight eight to one nine to one third favorite something like that lower than that plus 750 shorter than that mm. yeah i mean that's he, he might well end up making the sort of you know the semi-finals and the final but 33 to one or 25 to one i think or, or 16 to one 20 to one i think that's the sort of price that you want to be backing him at. you don't want to be backing him at this price that's no. if there was value on rune it's it's certainly gone now yeah i mean like i say i'm holding that uh anti-post future voucher from weeks back which i'm happy to but I don't think I would be getting a winner. I really don't. I really don't. Even though I've got the value and at plus seven fifty, I wouldn't dream of betting him at plus seven fifty. Yeah, I've got stats for it. That's for sure. But I also wouldn't be dreaming of betting. If someone said to me, "What two, wait, three, two a month ago, Daniel Medvedev would be single figures to win the French Open," I said, "You've gone completely and utterly crazy." Well, that's what we find himself here. The, the number two seed is plus nine hundred after his win in Rome, but his record in the in the Roland Garros is is not that great at all. But that's putting it kindly. Um, no, it wasn't great in Rome either, was it? I know. <laughs> he but what a match. <laughs> he's got a relatively easiest draw through to the quarterfinals, though, I must admit. But um, I know a lot of people probably bet Medvedev, and a lot of people look at that Rome form and think, you know, 900, he could be the guy who comes through the bottom half of the draw. Again, I think those two are too low. I think there's more, I think there's potential of a, a shock coming through that bottom half rather than those two. So, um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on Medvedev and what's the stats saying about his chances? He's got better stats than than Rune on clay this season. Um, service points one, return points one, total of one hundred and seven uh, against the top twenty. This is on clay, um, one hundred and three. So a decent bit better than than Holger Rune. You can sort of see why he's being priced that way. The, you know, the bookies have looked at Rome and and assuming assumed made the assumption that he's going to continue to play that way, um, and and be successful doing so in, in Paris, but. Over the best of five sets, it's, it's the way that he plays, it's going to be an awfully long grind, I think, for him. He's, he's definitely got a chance. I mean, he's, he's put himself right in there uh, with that Rome win. I mean, I wouldn't have considered Medvedev to be a French Open champion or a Rome champion, you know, three or four months ago or a year ago, six months ago, however long ago. Wouldn't have fancied it at all. I mean, the the, the obvious sticking point for him is that he, he's got probably Zverev um, to get past, which I think over five sets on clay might be a, a tough ask. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the draw is pretty kind. He's other than Zverev, I, I can't see who he's, who else is going to lose to early. Um, is, you know his draw is is pretty handy, but yeah, too short. I mean, what he was probably what twenty five to one a couple mm. of weeks ago. Mm. Nah, I, 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 the value's gone. I mean, if you've if you've backed him at twenty five to one or whatever he was a few weeks ago, you know that's that's a good position that you're in now. But I couldn't I couldn't recommend him now at this price. No. Um, so that's Daniel Medvedev, 900 with Bet Rivers. Um, it's a no for myself and Sean. The next in the betting is an interesting one, Yannick Sinner. He's 1,100. He's in that bottom half of the draw again. Uh, got, a again, a, a relatively easy draw until he gets to the last 16 where he should run into Zverev and then potentially Medvedev in the quarterfinals and then Holger Runa in the semifinal. Um, Yannick Sinner is a player that we've spoken about so many times on this podcast 
potentially a, a major winner. I'm still not convinced with what his best service is. I think he's more a breakthrough winner at the US Open or a, or the Australian Open rather than the clay here. But in that bottom half of the draw, uh, avoiding Alcaraz and Djokovic, if you know, I, I look at these markets here and I think 750 Holger Rune, 1100 Sinner, 900 Medvedev. I think the Italian offers the best value out of those three without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, certainly on the stats. he's He's got very, very similar. It's better, actually, clay stats this season than than Carlos Alcaraz. You know, his service points won and return points won total this season at main level is um, is 111, which is two points better than Alcaraz. And again, I've broken down matches that he's played on clay versus the current top 20, and he's 104 in his service points won and return points won total in that as well. So if you add those two numbers together, this is not an exact science, by the way, but if if you did you'd get 215, which is uh, one point better than Alcaraz. As I said, it's not an exact science. It's just, it's just a way that I've looked at this particular French Open to kind of see who is out there um, performing potentially better than the odds suggest. I think I mentioned to you on the show a week or two ago that I couldn't really understand why Sinner was 14 to 1, whatever he was, to win the French, but 7 to 1 to win Rome. I, d- I didn't really get that. I, I still don't get it. Um it's the same players. It's the same field. I don't know. It's over a longer format, and that—that's where the worry is with Sinner, isn't it? It's—it's—it's it's, it's not about his talent. It's about his physicality. There seems to be something wrong with him. Again, in Rome, he was below par, wasn't he? Physically, some sort of illness or something. Miami, the final, he, he could barely play it because of fatigue or, or muscle pain or whatever it was. Um, if you if you're prepared to to take a chance on that, and I am at these at these odds, um. I think it. I think it has to be the value in the bottom half of the draw. Yeah, eleven hundred. I think that's definitely the the one. I mean, I, I've actually bet him to win Wimbledon already. So I'm not sure to, what his best service is, to be honest, either. That's what I think. I, I, I don't I think, know. I think he's, he's his match last year at Wimbledon um, against Djokovic was he, he was he was sensational. Should have beaten him. He's barely played on grass. Mm. He's, he's not a, a guy that's played a lot in his career on grass. He, he, he I think he. he not sure he'd even won a match on grass before he came to that Wimbledon. Or if he had it, it was only like the odd one. And like you say, two sets up on Djokovic, couldn't quite get it done. Um, maybe hard courts, I don't know. He's 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 decent on very more than decent on, on all of them. You know, I think only time will tell what his best surface is gonna be. But I I I've took it, uh, taken him each way at uh, fourteen to one. I think that price is gone now, but um still decent value on the stats. As I say, he's got the best um data this season on clay, so you know, Sinner's twelve to one or whatever he is now, and and Alcaraz is a bit over six to four. I think yeah. it's, it's a no brainer, isn't it? Yeah, plus one sixty three Alcaraz, plus eleven hundred Yannick Sinner. Sinner's got better stats. If you ask any tennis judge, they're going to say Alcaraz and Sinner will be the top two to contesting majors for years to come. And there's such a big price discrepancy between the two and the Italian is in that bottom half of the draw, which is crucial. I mean, he doesn't have to run into Djokovic. And he's had a bit of a rest as well, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's just played for a few weeks. It looks, it looks a lovely play that, I mean, he would be, if you ask me now, I had to bet one person to come through the bottom half of the draw and not just, I think he's probably the most likely to come through the bottom half of the draw. Yet he's behind Holger Rune at 750, behind Medvedev at 900. Um, the problem is, is going to be Medvedev, isn't it? Sorry to, to sorry, sort no of play that, but it's the, the problem is probably going to be Medvedev because he's lost to him every single time. Um, so that will be a massive test for Yannick Sinner. If you can overcome that on clay, and you would you would give him a chance, a, a decent chance on clay to overcome that that record against Medvedev. And 
if he does that, I think I think he, if he beats Medvedev or gets past Medvedev, um, I think he probably makes the final. There you go. So uh, Yannick Sinner plus eleven hundred. Is that your? That's going to be your official play for the tournament. Your your main hick for the tournament. It's one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can talk about either one in a minute if you want. Yeah, sure. Well, let's go through that bottom half of the draw. There's some more leading contenders. Kasper Rudy's 1,600, obviously the beaten finalist last year by uh, Rafael Nadal. Stefan Sissipos is also 1,600. Poor Stefan Sissipos. If he was in the bottom half of the draw, he'd be third favourite, probably plus 650. Yeah, but his draw placement there has made him 1,600. Alexander Zverev is 2,800. Andre Rublev, uh, the winner at Monte Carlo for us, is 50 to 1, which does seem a big price. Uh, if you can get... I think, I think he's got the beating of Djokovic if they meet in the quarterfinals, but then he's got to run into Alcaraz, whose route, again, has been... Really, it's really, really tough. Felix Auger Alisson of t- team and, and TFO, big, big prices at one. Not sure how teams even on the first page, to be honest I, with you. I, but I, well, there we go. I, I don't know. We'd have to we have to have a word with the guys on the graphics. Surely it's got to be someone head of team. <laughs> He's um, missed the north out somewhere. It's got to be. It's got to be like that. But if we look at that um, top ball, we look at the bottom half. Let's look at the bottom half. I mean, the top half, obviously, we, we've gone about Alcaraz and Djokovic, and we, we know it's a battle is a contender in Rublev, but you know, the, the bottom half really, there's question marks about room. There's question marks about Medvedev. There's question marks around, uh, Casper Rudd as well, not playing as best. It was, we, you know, we made a case with Sinner, but we also think that there's potential that going deep and the latter stages could be a problem. So it, it opens up potential for someone at a very, very big price to come through in a run because that, that bottom half is so weak. Uh, have you highlighted anyone you like at a, a three, Digit price? I have, yeah. I, th- I think Serendolo, Francisco Serendolo, I've taken him at 150 to 1 each way. I think that's that's massive. Um, it, it, again, if we just go back to the stats, is his um, service points, one in return points, one total so far in 2023 at main level on clay is 103, which is um, a couple of points behind Rune, you know, not not massively. Um, and more importantly, potentially, is is how he's performed against the better players, which obviously he's going to have to do to 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 get in the latter stages of a tournament like this. Um, versus the top, the current top twenty on clay at main level, his last ten matches, his service points one and return points one total is one hundred and one. He's won six of his last seven versus top twenty opponents on clay, and he 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 beat Sinner, didn't he, in Rome in in similarly kind of not quick conditions. I mean, Sinner, you could certainly argue once again was below par there. Physically, but it was a fabulous performance from from Serendelli. Seems to be the kind of player that, that just, he, he quite like. He just likes taking these top guys on. I think the run of the mill tour matches. He he sometimes struggles for for motivation and certainly struggles for consistency for whatever reason. But that that figure there of 101 is better than it's better than Norrie. It's better than Massetti. It's better than Zverev. It's better than Rune. It's the same as Sitsipas. Same as Djokovic. One point worse off than than Casper uh, Ruud, a couple of points worse off than Medvedev and only three points, sorry, four points worse off than Alcaraz. Um, yeah, it's over a short period of time, last 10 matches on clay versus the top 20, but it shows you that he has got the capability to beat these guys. Look at, Let's look at someone like Cam Norrie, for example. His service points, one in return points, one total uh, in his last 10 matches on clay at main level versus the top 20 is 94. So it just shows you that, that Norrie's you know, decent. He he wins a lot of two fifties and and stuff, but he he has a ceiling. He he can't really beat these top top guys. And Serendolo has done that. I'm not saying he's going to win this tournament, but he's in this bottom half of the draw. If you're looking for a guy hundred to one plus, I think he's your man. 
Yeah, he runs into probably Taylor Fritz in uh, round three. If Taylor Fritz does get that far, which he should, you know, he should easy be able to. That get, wouldn't worry me. Yeah, Fritz should on, be a, on slowish then, play. I wouldn't. Then Holger Rune in the last sixteen, and then it gets difficult for him. Then probably Casper Ruud if he gets that far. And then he's beaten him before, so yeah, you know, no problem. Well, if we've got if we've got doubts about Rune, we've got doubts about like, the Medvedev, as we say, it does mean there's got to be some potential value in Serendulu at 150 to one is certainly a man who who could probably outperform that price with uh, Bet Rivers. So there's two picks from Sean in that bottom half of the draw, both each way picks. Uh, 12, or was it 1100 Yannick Sinner uh, and 150 to one for Francisco Serendulu. So that is the men's outright markets. Bet Rivers have a couple of specials to win the tournament without dropping a set. Rafa Nadal done this in 2020, but uh, not many people do it. And I can't imagine anybody being able to do it this year, given the draw. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz, if you want to enhance your price, you can get 600 for Alcaraz, 850 for Djokovic, uh, 3300 for Medvedev, 3300 for Olga Rune, 3300 for Sinner, and 50 to 1 for Stefanos Tsitsipas, which. Um, I just can't see anybody doing that in this draw. Can you, Sean? Like, uh, it, it's not it, Nadal probably the only person who I thought could potentially do that in a major. Yeah, I mean, it's, you shouldn't be doing that in a major, really, should you? It's not. Yeah. It's like you're coming in and winning every single match in straight sets. That's that's dream world stuff. And you can see from Nadal's stats that I mentioned before that you know he's he's still some considerable way ahead of of Alcaraz. Um, I'd be I'd, I'd be stunned if anybody won this French Open um, without dropping a set, to be honest. Yeah, same here. I think that you might want to enhance your price, but uh, you're better off to uh, to play on the money line on the selections we've given you. Why would you want to enhance the price? You've got 150 to one shot and a 10 to one shot given to us on the outright market from Sean. I remember to check the Bit Rivers website out. They have all the different markets. Lots of specials are going to be on there. As the build-up to the French Open starts, it starts Sunday. So remember, get your bets on Ali. Usually, traditionally, the Grand Slam start on Monday, but the French Open starts on Sunday. And our profit here on uh, because we're in on the ATP show is plus thirty one point three oh points. So make sure you uh, you got on the selections because nine times out of ten those lines are moving pretty quick. Uh, just a couple of other specials we've got. We've got quarter winners. So let's start with quarter one. Carlos Alcaraz is minus one eighty eight, very heavy favourite. Uh, we've said to be at his stats. Stefanos Tsitsipas in that quarter at plus four dollars. Lorenzo Massetti is in there at twelve hundred. Uh, I'm just going to ask you a question: Bet or fade, Carlos Alcaraz? Bet or fade at minus one eighty-eight to win the quarter? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be betting him. No, I, I, let's go with fade. Okay, fade. Uh, quarter two: Novak Djokovic minus one sixty-three up against Andrei Rublev, carrying Kachanov eleven hundred, Alessandra Davidovich Fikina fourteen hundred. I think I'm going to the answer to this question as well: Bet or fade, uh, Novak Djokovic minus one sixty-three. I wouldn't be fading him on the basis of who he's got to play. Um, I don't think the opposition is particularly great, but I think he would have to be a fade on the basis that I'm not sure he's fully fit. Uh, quarter three, Holger Rune plus 125. This is a difficult quarter. Casper Rude plus 333. Taylor Fritz, 900. Uh, Francisco Serendulu, your, your pick at 150. He's $10 to win that quarter. Nicholas Jarry is also 10 quarter, uh, 10, um, sorry, 1,010 to 1. Uh, and Mimo Kekmanovic is uh, 1,600. Holger Runa plus 125. Auto fade, I think, yeah. I'm just going to say fade for a lot of fade, these, fade, yeah. Fade, yeah. <laughs> uh, would you back Serendulu at 10s? 10, 1,000? I'd rather take a chance on a, a massive price with him because you, you don't know. You, you can put in a poor one. And then I'd be kicking myself and just I've been backed him probably bigger stakes at ten to one. I'd rather just take a small stakes punt on him at hundred and fifties, to be honest, than get go in with a, a bigger stakes at a shorter price. He's not 
he's not the most reliable. And the final quarter, quarter four, plus 175, Medvedev, plus 275, Sinner, plus 550, Zverev. And I won't even mention the others, but uh, Daniel Medvedev, plus 175, again, I think that's a fade. And I'm surprised there's a big difference between Medvedev and Sinner. It's got to be on that head-to-head record, as you said. Uh, Medvedev beaten Sinner every single time they've played. Um, But uh, I think I'd probably take a chance on Sinner. But again, we're on him on the outright, so why would we need to take a chance at plus 275? Yeah, there's not much that appeals on quarter winners, to, to be honest with you. Um, I certainly wouldn't back Medvedev at that price over the best of five sets on clay. No. So uh, really, just the outright market. And that is where our attention lies. And the attention lies in the bottom half of the draw. Yannick Sinner, the Italian, plus 1,100. And Francisco Serendulli from Argentina, 150 to 1. It'll give you a decent run for your money here. Remember, there's four ways to follow all the content that we've got. And we've got lots and lots of content over the next two weeks here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Sean will be joining me most days looking at the action. Rory Jawani will be looking at the women's draw. And I'll be courtside in Paris from Tuesday through to the first couple of days. I'm there on Thursday and Friday. You can follow all the action by downloading this podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Bet Rivers Network. There's also a fantastic amount of soccer on this weekend. It's the final day in the Premier League action. I've got a good podcast on there and a good show on there, as well as all the soccer action across Europe. And you can also follow us on our Twitter handle, which is shared by um, all the handicappers and our Instagram, new Instagram page, which has both got the same handle. It's at Because We Win. And there'll be lots of content for myself, Sean and Rory over the next two weeks over in Paris. So there you have it. Uh, the French Open. Carlos Alcaraz is the man to beat, but 163, not for us. Novak Djokovic. He's the main contender, but he's not getting any younger. And at plus 250, his stats do not live up to the, the price. And Yannick Sinner, better clay court stats than Carlos Alcaraz, but yet 1,100 in the best draw, the bottom half of the draw. And Serendulu, bit of pizza money, 150 to 1. You've got every angle covered here. Sean, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back a little bit later on to look at the best bets on the first round action. Uh, head to Bet Rivers. There's got so many different markets. There's only stuff that we haven't got talked about there to be on as the days go up on the second major of 2023 on the clay in Paris. Good luck with all your bets and we'll speak to you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. 